It's Monday morning, and it's 9.30, and that means it's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined by phone with my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Marianne. I've got my apron on, and I'm ready to talk about food on Food Talk. We're going to talk about food. Let's talk food. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're still talking food from miles apart and not in the studio because, you know, the same old reason. Yeah. Well, and if we sound like we're in a little tin can, it's because we are. We are. (laughs) We're in two separate miles apart little tin cans. So um, Instead of that big fancy studio, I'm on my $5 phone. (laughs) (laughs) Flip phones rule. (laughs) Yeah. So you guys get to suffer. (laughs) Oh, well, I would rather talk to you even by... um, you know, not great sound, then not talk to you for sure. I never get to see you. What have you been cooking? Um, Well, it is chili pepper season. Woohoo! Is it ever? Wow. Yeah. And that's in pepper season. And that's just exciting for me. I'm, I am a wimp. Um, I don't like the super hot ones. But um, did we talk last time about the hatch chili peppers? We might have talked about hatch chilies at some point. Don't pin me down. Yeah. Well, um, I'm just, you know, I I got a bunch, um, a local grocery store had a hatch chili roast, and I've just been making stuff with those, making just simple things, quesadillas and um, um, frittatas, and um, I I pureed some, like not a bunch, but just, there's that really delicious Mexican sauce that's pretty much just pureed roasted jalapenos, you know, with maybe some tomatillos, and I really like it. And so I just pureed some hatch chilies and added a little bit of water <laughs> and cut in salt, and I called it sauce, and I really like it. I bet it's delicious. <laughs> that makes me think. I have a uh, I have a black cod fillet that I was thinking about um, doing for dinner tonight, and that would be really good with that. Oh, with some fresh yeah. off the cob corn in it too, like a corn yeah, salsa we've been with a chilies. Lot of corn. Yeah. No kidding. I saw a great um, idea that I had never thought about, although it's so elementary that it's embarrassing for me to say I hadn't thought about it. But I I saw somebody preparing a beautiful um, recipe on a video, and they grated the corn on a, a, a cob of corn uncooked on a box grater, and it made it, you know, you get all the milk and uh, it was huh. really it kind of sounds just like cream corn huh a little bit yeah in its own cream you know and yeah. and it was mixed in with um, grits actually and oh, okay it just sounded like um you know grits to the nth power well and i i don't blame you for not thinking of that because i generally don't like grating things get, that get completely destroyed you know yeah like like when you they tell you to grate an onion, I'm just like, ah, I'm not going to do that. And I know there's probably a reason for it, but you just get that mashy, wet. Yeah. Look, you, you know, it's, you know it's where not- uh, where that's really fabulous though is if you grate a ripe tomato and you get that just um, tomato mush, but then you yeah. pu- you put that on toasted, um, you know, like. Uh, slices of baguette that have been grilled a little bit and rubbed with some garlic and then you put that on there and drizzle a little olive oil and then you're right back in Spain. Is that is that different though than just popping it in the food processor for a second? Yes, I think it, it is. is. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think okay. it is. It uh, The 
food processor, well, I guess you could not process it quite as long, but I like a little texture with it. I don't want tomato sauce on my okay. toast. I want tomato pure, you know, um, like tomato pulp. That's what I want. Do you, it sounds so dangerous. I mean, <laughs> because of the grating like, part, you mean? I can just see grating right through it and then just being like, oh, there goes my hand again. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel uh, about mandolins. <laughs> oh, no lie. No lie. I love the slicing pizza on my food processor. I'm just like so thankful for that. Yeah. And it's just the things like eggplants that are too big. And I get that mandolin out. And it's just like we have such a contentious relationship. We just like glare at each other. Me and the mandolin. <laughs> put some like festive stickers on it or something to make it not so. <laughs> to make it friendly. Looking. Yeah, Don't you still have friendly. a corner on oh, the googly. world supply of googly eyes <laughs> googly eyes i said googly i am <laughs> oh my that gosh that's a good idea thank you very yes, much yes that's my good idea for the day <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just relax now and rest on my laurels oh my gosh yeah well i made your um oh i made your um meatloaf recipe oh you did did you like it yeah Oh, it's always good. Yeah, everybody loves it. It's yeah. a good recipe. But um, I made it a little different this time. What'd you do? Rather than like baking it up in a loaf pan, yeah. Um, I um, uh, had a sheet pan and I put a cooling rack in it and I sprayed it with some spray oil, and then I flipped the um, the loaf pan upside down. So I just used the loaf pan as like a form, you know? Yeah. Okay, so I flipped it upside down. And pulled the loaf pan off, so then I had just that upside-down loaf pan-shaped loaf, and then I painted it with ketchup, and then I draped bacon over it, and that was good. All right. That just sounds good. I, I, I have never thought about baking that meatloaf in a, a loaf pan before. Then it slices really nice for sandwiches, right? I always yeah, just preform yeah. it on a sheet pan and toss it in the oven. Good idea. Well, and then it's it's nice, like you said, like reforming it because you get so many crunchy sides, you know. Yeah. That's, it's better than baking it in a loaf can, pan because, you know, when you bake a meatloaf in a pan, it gets that kind of curdly weird stuff. That yeah, yeah, it steams. Stuff. I don't even it know what that is. It steams too much, I think, yeah, a yeah. little bit. And but, then stuff or, that's in the meat all the time, but you don't normally have to see it comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wiggly stuff. I don't yeah. know what it is. <laughs> we, we don't know <laughs> what of, it is. Talky wiggly, I don't know what it is. You but, know, um, yeah, so I'll, what, what do you what do you do with leftover meatloaf? Um, I fry it in a pan for um, uh, meatloaf sandwiches. Yeah, I love meatloaf sandwiches, but the other thing I really love is meatloaf hash, like corned really? beef. I've never thought of that. Yeah, just chunk it up and and uh, fry it up with onions and potatoes and maybe some mushrooms if you've got them whatever you've got and then put an egg on it and call it breakfast it's good really good that's a really good idea so what kind of potatoes do you use i usually use uh you know the yellow potatoes but um do you parboil them i don't i just cut them small and saute them up i want them okay. to get kind of crunchy on the outside and um and they're the first things in the pan, and then maybe the mushrooms, and then maybe some onions. And the, the meatloaf's already done, so it can go yeah. in and just get warmed up. But whatever it is you have to toss in there, it would be great with some of those roasted chilies. Really good. Oh, yeah, um, that's a really good idea. So whatever you you 
call hash in the morning if you can make it with um and it's really good if you have leftover gravy from something <laughs> because it's not you know heavy duty enough <laughs> on its own <laughs> it's nothing like a little spoon of gravy over the top oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you butter it <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well, you know, speaking of peppers, um, mm-hmm. you brought me some really beautiful um, paprika peppers. Pimento peppers. Pimem- pimento peppers. Pimento, yeah. I just love them. Oh, they're great. Yeah. And I made some stuffing to stick in them, and that was really delicious. Yeah, they're not spicy or anything. They just taste like red peppers, like really amped up, like a lot richer. I just oh, think yeah. they're good. They're very good, and they're almost sweet. They're so good. Yeah, yeah. That was great. And, and it, little... it allowed me to clean out the vegetable drawer and <laughs> and the, you know, leftover whatever else I had to put in the stuffing. And it, it turned out to be really good. And I didn't know until you told me that you could stuff them and freeze them. Yeah, they're little. They're like um, half to a third the size of a bell pepper. And so I just put stuffing in them and I freeze them. And then um, they're little enough that they, if you you know, have a regular stuffed bell pepper and you try to cook it from frozen, you know, good Lord. Yeah, right. Start <laughs> the day before. Sorry. Anyway, um, but these are little enough that they um, thaw fast enough in the pan and the oven so that they're not in there for a day and a half, like you said. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Better. Delicious. And, and I love well, that I can just, uh, you know, take a break on dinner any night I yeah, feel like yeah. it. <laughs> Your dinner clunk, clunk, clunk. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you like it. <laughs> oh well, um, they normally there's a vegetable stand in town that has um, the peppers, but I special ordered them because I really like them. I wanted a case of them. Um, oh, over a month ago, but then he called me and he said that they weren't going to have them this year, and um, I thought the reason was interesting. So the grower decided that the weeds were too high in the field and that um, he didn't want to make the pickers work through those weeds. So they were just going to make that field you pick this year. And so he wasn't going to be able to get any. And so then, I mean, my gosh, he just went in and picked them himself because I had ordered them so long ago. And um, I thought that was really sweet, really wonderful. I'm like, no, you don't have to. No, I can get red peppers. Um, But he showed up with them and I thought that was really cool. Oh, I like them even more. Yeah, I know. But is it, isn't that a funny reason? The yes. weeds are too high. We're not going to have them The weeds year. are too high. <laughs> I'm going to use reason. that in my yard now. <laughs> I can't. I, I didn't know that was a bona fide reason. So, yay. I'm going to use I'm gonna use it in everything. I can't possibly vacuum. The weeds are too high. <laughs> <laughs> They're so high. Oh, my gosh. Well, I know you were making cookies this morning. What would you make? Oh, you know what? I made some of those oatmeal raisin cookies. I make these. Then and Christy oatmeal raisin cookies, Dale just loves them. But, oh, they're just such a pain because to get them thin and crispy, you think it's just something that miraculously happens. Ha, ha, ha. No, <laughs> you have to press each cookie into that extremely thin. Um, um, you ha- it has to be as big as it's going to be when you bake it. And so it's just a lot of work to press each cookie super thin, super wide, and um, without, you know, like all the dough sticking to your hands. 
Right, right. It's a process. It, and they are the best. I mean, they're the oh. best. They're so thin I mean, you yeah. can see through them. <laughs> yeah, I really like them. Yeah, and I woke good. up this morning and I thought, gosh, I feel like being frustrated, so I made a bet. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that work uh, out? <laughs> well, if I'd known I could have said the weeds were too high, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oy. Well, well, they turned out pretty good. And when I make them for us, I make them pretty dark, you know, like I'm just like playing with the edge of burnt. I love cookies like that. I think that they're just so delicious. I know when I bake for the general public, I'll get cookies returned because they're like, these are burnt. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're, they're perfect. just perfect. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I got to say, <laughs> I, uh, I have a, serious addiction to your blueberry bran muffins and I um, cut them in half around their equator and then put their two halves (laughs) in the toaster oven and I and Tom always goes oh he he offered to fix one for me the other day because I'm sitting around with a bum foot and it takes me forever to get from here to there and um, and he's he's worried because it's not burned enough I love it when it's like really it's it's black around the yep. edges. It's crunchy. It's so yeah. it's so good. I think there's something about the edge of burnt that makes everything mm-hmm. a little more so. You know, really delicious. I think corn muffins are so good that way. Oh, Cornbread, really good. Oven, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm reading this morning on the New York Times food site that uh, it you know the say goodbye to corn and tomatoes i'm like wait a minute it's not no no i no i won't no well i think i mean corn i mean that's pretty much something that's hard to eat out of season but i think we've been pretty lucky there's places in town that you can get good heirloom tomatoes and they are very tasty you know they're expensive they're not going to be you know 20 bucks for a case like well i guess not anymore but they used to be you know this time of year but now they're twenty um, bucks um, a piece. Seriously, <laughs> but, yeah, but but you can get um, you know, good heirloom tomatoes most of the year, which is yes, just, it's, it's nice. It's just there's not enough to make a giant salad. That's know, right. There's always just a few at the store. Yeah, and the heirloom tomatoes, which I totally love, just as a, a platter of sliced tomatoes, or you know, in a caprese or something where that is the star. But they're very uh, watery. Mm-hmm. And so they're not good for everything. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you got to put them Princess on a rack sandwiches. and let them drain. They're so <laughs> yeah. good. Just yeah. bread and mayonnaise and <laughs> tomatoes. Salt. My mom used to eat that pretty much daily. Oh my gosh, so good. I mean, yeah, you, yeah how can you? <laughs> you can't really do anything better than that. Yeah. It'd be hard. Well, well next, next time we talk to... All of all seven of you out there, it'll be our fall pledge drive. That's right. Just so well, you know what's coming. Because um, we're talking to everybody. It's already September. I know. I oh, know. my gosh. Say goodbye to corn and tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just say goodbye. You know what we are going to be saying goodbye to is stone fruits of all kinds, for sure. I mean, yeah, they're they some of the first really, to go. Really good this year. I've had really good nectarines, really good peaches. Yeah, I I am crazy about nectarines, and and the yeah. and the reason I'm not as crazy about peaches, although a 
great, you know, a good peach. There's nothing better in the world. However, getting a good peach is tough. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, you know, I, I'm not good at picking them. And I really resent it when I cut one open and it's like kind of mealy or something. It's not yeah. juicy. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to pick them. I have better luck with nectarines, so I tend to stick stick with those. But do you have yeah. a secret for uh, picking a perfect peach? Uh, uh, no, because um, generally what I'll do is rather than buy them at the store, because I don't know if you'd look at the store, I'll buy them at a fruit stand or a vegetable stand, and then I'll ask the person which one I th- which ones I should buy. Really, that's all that oh, I do. You and know, I, and the- I've had. Yeah, that's the I've had, way. I've had really good luck doing it that way. Yeah, that's the way. And they're also coming right from the source, so there's no middle guy. There's no sitting around and walk in somewhere for a while. It's just pick them, sell them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really so think, good advice for almost all produce. <laughs> no, really. And so um, there's there's different fruit stands and vegetable stands around. And, and I found just if you kind of establish a you know friendship, a relationship with the people behind the counter and then I make sure and tip them every time you know yeah so there they you won't go so like ha oh, ha there's that lady that doesn't tip I'm gonna give her the crappy peaches <laughs> <laughs> they're saving them for someone else you're so smart <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes and it's not like you know I'm getting special stuff except of course for those pimento peppers that was so awesome yes but, um, but just asking an honest question which peaches did I buy gosh I need to take a quick minute and remind everybody or just inform everybody that uh, Food Talk is a co-production of KMUN and North Coast Food Web. And those two websites are full of fascinating and uh, important information. So KMUN.org or NorthCoastFoodWeb.org will tell you a whole lot about uh, radio and food so Yay. yeah <laughs> what are you looking forward well, to in fall because we're talking about you know another month we're going to start having the fall stuff you mean besides the pledge drive <laughs> yeah well you know i know <laughs> oh, that's segue. i'm just kidding no i'm not kidding is this i was trying to think is this our third or fourth pledge drive in the pandemic uh, in, in the spring of 2020 we had the, yeah we, that's right the, We did not. We were not in the studio for the spring pledge drive, and you know what? I cannot even remember. I think that there's something about the way everything has warped that makes me forget what year anything. It just seems like we've always been here, doesn't it? We've always been in a pandemic. It's been been a long time. Well, there's there's foods for fall, of course, that I'm looking forward to, but I am also. I am going forward with kind of a shift in how I'm thinking about cooking. Ah. And, and that ties back to, you know, three or four pledge drives in the pandemic. So, so we've been in this pandemic a long time and there's this big Delta surge and, you know, people are saying this Lambda variant is going to come after that and it's even worse. So we're, we're probably locked down for a while again. And, and I have friends that I really, I really admire their ability to cook. They're really good cooks and they're good bakers too. And, and um, it feels, and we've talked about this, you know, during the pandemic before you and I, it feels really petty to say, oh, I'm tired of cooking. I mean, really, first world problems, oh, poor you. But, um, but there is, there, COVID fatigue is a real thing, you know, where people are just tired of being locked up inside. But I think that COVID cooking fatigue is a real thing, too. Yes, I do. That, I that, believe it, too. I have That it. you're just, you don't get to go to restaurants. You don't get any 
anything different than your own cooking, you know, and yeah, you can do takeout and, but it's just, there's no different atmosphere, anything like that. So um, I was talking to my friend Carol and she is a really good cook and she was making enchiladas, chicken enchiladas. I mean, that is not hard the other day. And she was just like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) And I can so relate. And so what I'm thinking is that it's just that we're cooking three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And I think, and and so many people are working from home. And um, so I think that I'm just going to approach cooking a little more as if I was working full time where I do more batch stuff, you know, and more like meal prepping. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And And I've been... I've been doing it for a couple of weeks and it's really working. It's really helping my attitude. So like we were talking about those stuffed frozen peppers and you're like, chunk, 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 three cubes of ice in a pan and put some sauce in it and stick it in the oven. But when it comes out, Dale loves it. It's a home cooked meal. It's yeah. just that I made it not that minute, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a great idea. It's a really it's great really, idea. It's and really I- working for me. It's really helping my attitude. That's great. Uh, and uh, even um, in what we used to refer to longingly as normal times, I only <laughs> do two. I do two meals a day. We do not do yeah. lunch. If you get hungry in the middle of the day, find something and eat it. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm not going to cook lunch. I'm that 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 interruption in any other work I'm trying to get done in the middle of the day is just egregious to me. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm and I love cooking breakfast. If I could only cook one meal, I would choose breakfast. Um, dinner's a little more of a challenge because there again, you have to stop what you're doing and do mm-hmm. that. But I but I like it. I like the I like the part of dinner where we sit down at the table together and talk with each other. I love that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so breakfast and dinner and, um, even on that limited level, I, I have <laughs> gotten weary. I haven't gotten weary of the physical task of it. I've gotten weary of the trying to think of something, you know, the repetition. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. you realize how tiny your repertoire is after, <laughs> yeah. after a couple of years of going through yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to expand my mind. Well, and then you know, I had that idea of doing new things, but remember, I bought those soybean skin, yes, or tofu skin wrappers, and I still haven't used them. I mean, and I, it just feels like it's just part of this fatigue. It's just like, ugh, more work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that's what I have to. That's what I have to get over. Well, um, you know, I I do make lunch here, but what I'm doing is I'm just making like if I'm making a sandwich. I'll make four of them and I wrap three of them up and then they're in the, the um, fridge and Dale can just grab them. That is so smart. Yeah. And it's just a little thing and I don't make them the same. You know, I've got, you know, bread out and I can put different things in them, but then they're yeah. done. And, and I got three more days of lunches that are done. I made a big batch of coleslaw and a big batch of any pasta salad. And so then there's, you know, salads to go with it. And it, it, it's working. It's really working because, he still feels special, you know. Yeah. And um, because he um, is. Well, yeah, but our weeds aren't high because he cuts the grass, you know. <laughs> and so there goes the that trade. excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's working for me, and um, I'm feeling a lot better about being locked up again. Well, yeah, and and also all of that uh, COVID fatigue comes and goes doesn't it I mean you know there are there I'm I'm cruising along 
in the groove for weeks and then suddenly I just hit a wall and I'm like, come on. I yeah, just, yeah. I miss people. I, and, yeah. and I think that that's the, that is really related to cooking at home is that sometimes it isn't that we miss rest going out to a restaurant. It isn't necessarily that we're sick of cooking it for me. A lot of times it's just that I, I miss the social part of it. The, the, the isolation, yeah. The yeah. reason that we get together. And yeah. there's hardly a better reason to get together than to share food with each other. So it's, um, so I miss it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so what's for dinner tonight? Um, you know, um, people have been catching a lot of salmon. And um, um, Dale's son, Ian, is no exception. And so I think we're going to have salmon. I'm going to make like a lemon caper butter sauce. Um, I, I, I really like that. I think it's good. Yeah. And then, um, uh, I think we'll just have some of that antipasto salad that I've made already. That sounds really I might make delicious. Nice, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't decide. But that sauce is good on rice too. Do you have any idea what you're going to make? Well, I think I'm going to pull that, uh, black cod out and, um, and just, pan fry it with and top it with I have a one ear of corn left that's you know that's not good when there's two people we don't want to have an issue about it so <laughs> I'm gonna make some and I have, over. I have fabulous <laughs> peppers so I'm just gonna make some uh, fresh corn salsa to put on top of that fish and, and um, maybe a baked potato because it's so easy or I also have a bunch of the smaller um, yellow potatoes that I could just do roasted potatoes and we'll, yeah. I'll find I even like those, those those little tiny ones. I like them just boiled. Yeah, I do too. Like That's new good. potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Really little good. Baby ones so good. Yeah. Really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love, I'm so happy that we have dinner handled. Big load off my <laughs> mind. Big load off my you, mind. You can't come on the radio without having a plan for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Because I, I normally do not plan for dinner. I plan for it when I shop. And then when I get ready to cook, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do. Anyway. <laughs> and I'm, um, you know, I am handicapped these days in terms of movement. Well, I'm, I'm rolling around the gimp- house on a knee scooter. and I You're gimpy. I'm gimpy. <laughs> and I'm wearing a big boot and I can't put my foot on the floor and blah, blah, blah. And I could whine forever. However, um, it has been a free pass on meals now. And then when I'm just, you know, I laid in a stock of great things like some soups that Linda Perkins made for us and um and some frozen dinners and some you know a lot of I always have a lot of eggs on hand and that kind of thing so that if Mm -hmm. I need to just take a buy on a meal I can I I know that Tom has something to eat so yeah yeah so that's what I'm doing lately and because of that I'm feeling really excited to get back to actually cooking two meals a day because that means I'll be walking yay yeah yay well yeah and that's really great that you're excited to cook again too yeah yeah there are better ways to get excited about cooking I can tell you I think (laughs) surgery is probably not like the the top five (laughs) than having carpentry done on your foot yeah right (laughs) 
<laughs> I have hardware now, though, so that's good. Anyway, yeah, I know. Hey, uh, you know, I want to, before we run out of time, I want to double check with you because last time we talked on Food Talk, you had had a major skunk incident, and I know that that takes forever to uh, uh, get over. <laughs> well, Otis just had his, well, two days ago, sixth bath in the um, skunk odor remover stuff. Oh. And uh, it's just, he just, he just, you know, he was target practice for <laughs> so many skunks. <laughs> unrelenting. And so it's, it's a lot better. I gave him a haircut too. Actually, it was funny. Um, I just put him up on the table outside and I clip away at him with scissors, but there was this big black bee. Not a bumblebee. I think it might have been like one of those bald-faced, or yeah, bald-faced hornets. Yeah. And it just kept buzzing and buzz, 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 and it would actually like bounce off his head, doink, doink. <laughs> and so I, mean, I was just really mad at him because he smelled so bad. So um, uh, anyway, I finally we had to come inside. So he's only half clipped his front half, which is the half that got blasted the most by the skunks. And so Dale's calling him a half coat retriever. (laughs) We are so out of time, but I'm happy to know what's happening. And I'm I'm looking forward to uh, meeting you on Pledge Drive, Linda Perkins. Thank you so much. Okay, till next time. Yeah.